0: You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio, honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, the place to be for mindset and energetic wisdom mixed with business strategy to expand into your fullest expression. Around here, we believe increasing your revenue and expanding your impact are two of the most potent ways to be in your deepest integrity. I am so glad you are here. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Megan Hale, business mentor and leadership coach for intuitive women ready to elevate to CEO. Now, today's episode is going to be way more vulnerable in a completely different way for me because I'm taking you behind the scenes of a personal brand audit with our guest today, India Jackson from Flaunt Your Fire. So, if you tuned in last week, you know I shared a lot of the shifts that have been happening over here these past two years. And anytime we go through a big transition, it is totally normal for us to feel as though our brand needs to evolve as well right so a few months ago I reached out to India for her expertise and helping me get clear on the direction I was heading and how I could bring more congruence to my brand as I make this shift As you will hear in this episode, I'm really feeling called to move away from having a personal brand and more into highlighting the growth of my clients through the training I'm providing. I knew that I had a vision for helping women elevate to CEO, of really taking their seats at the table of their businesses, of sitting at bigger tables in bigger rooms, and really coming together to change the world. Part of that vision is the CEO shift, which I'll mention in just a second, but With this new brand direction clarity, I reached out to India and I had a personal one-on-one call. You guys, I received so much value from her process. I thought it would be awesome to share a little bit of how a brand starts to go through a transition, plus the elements that we want to look for when being more intentional with the content, images, basically all the things that we're putting out in the world in relation to our brands. So as you'll hear, my brand definitely has a lot of room for improvement. (laughs) And one of the main reasons I wanted to share behind the scenes is because I want to be an example that you do not have to be perfect in order to be successful, okay? You can still have lots of areas to improve and still be thriving, right? So let's say goodbye to patriarchal perfection because it does not do any of us any favors, right? Also, Although visuals are a huge piece of branding, the other piece to having a solid brand, in my opinion, is being super clear on your values, the areas you feel called to talk about, and sharing your thoughts and ideas in a way that connects to people, right? This relationship piece has been the cornerstone to my business growth and success. And if you tuned in last week, you also know this is one of my strengths, right? So having clarity on your strengths is huge for growing your brand and truly leveraging them for how you want to connect to others. Because even though branding is so much of a visual game, so is the emotional piece. And being clear on how you want your people to feel as they interact with you and your business is just as important, if not more so, on building a powerful. Brand. So, even though I lust after beautiful Instagram grids, <laughs> I also really love seeing people in real life who can just show up more unap- unapologetic and real. Right. So, as I go into gaining more clarity around how I want to represent my brand visually through this transition, I'll be really curious to see how this all evolves. And India brings to light so many powerful questions for us to bring more intention to the process. India is so extremely talented, but also a super connection-based marketer. As CEO of Flauncher Fire, which is a visual marketing agency, she is known for taking an unapologetically authentic strategy to branding and visibility that gets real ROI from Christian Dior to coaches and their staff. Over the last 11 years, her team has provided consulting, strategy, photography, training, and more for their clients. She has an art and design degree yet credits her unique perspective to her years of experience transitioning from model to published photographer and her pastime as an award-winning plant-based bodybuilder. India loves disrupting the way people view career, labels, branding, visibility, and ultimately themselves. So most definitely check out her one-hour strategy and consultation calls in the show notes. As we will be talking a bit about the brand's new direction, you'll also hear a little bit about the CEO shift in this episode. So for the past year, I have been walking my one-on-one clients through a super impactful nine-step framework that has been massive for helping them step into more revenue and impact while also being spacious and grounded in ease. The CEO shift is a five-month high-touch program that helps intuitive women intentionally design and structure their businesses to be financially and energetically supportive. The same framework I've been testing and perfecting this year is the same process I'm now bringing to a group program for women who want community, money mindset mastery, and also emotional and spiritual support as they rise into the CEO role of their business. You're going to have small group business mentorship with me every other week, a money mindset Q&A call in the bye weeks, as well as a tapping call with Jackie McDonald, my tapping coach, and also the founder and creator of the McDonald Manifestation Method. Jackie has been instrumental in helping me expand into more, and I knew I wanted my clients to benefit from her magic as well. So to learn more about this powerful program, I want you to head to meganhale.co slash CEO shift, or find the link in the show notes, which is probably the easier way. Applications are now open and we are getting started on December 9th. Now, my friends, a behind the scenes look at my personal brand audit with the uber talented India Jackson. Let's do this. Welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, you guys. I am so excited for our conversation today because I have a little secret. I have been working on a rebrand and for the past five years, I have been doing all of my branding myself and I was really ready to have an expert who is much better at this than I am to really come in and have their eyes on my business, the story that it's currently communicating, and what shifts I need to be making to communicate my message even clearer for the people I'm here to serve. So I was lucky enough to connect with India, who is our guest expert today, who owns a visual marketing agency, who has so much experience to bring this conversation. I am so excited to introduce you guys to her. India, thanks so much for being here. Thank
1: you so much for having me, Megan.
0: Oh my goodness. So for everybody who is listening, we actually had a one-on-one call, Just Me and India, where she really went through all of my social media accounts, my website, and really started to ask some very thought-provoking questions. So when, before we even get into kind of the behind the scenes of my rebrands, I would love for us to start India with just talking about like what are the elements that actually make a, a strong brand?
1: Oh, I think part of branding is really just understanding that your brand is your reputation. Mm -hmm. So it's what other people say about you. I think that's an important thing to note um, because it can be very easy to get caught up into the tangible pieces Mm -hmm. and miss that part that those pieces add up to the overall reputation but yes. sometimes what matters more and is yes. more long lasting is how you treat people, how they feel after they're done talking to you or someone on your team. Um, when you run into somebody at the checkout line in a store, what energy they would say that you had about you or how you treated the cashier. These are things that we don't think about that are part of our brand, but mm-hmm. they really do shape our reputation. Yes. Um, now the tangible pieces that add to that reputation of what, someone would describe you as to someone else um, come into play and we have brand identity so that's your logo that's your color scheme it's uh, your imagery mm-hmm. there's so many different elements of that your graphics um, if you use any patterns what fonts you use there's so many individual pieces under the brand identity yes. and then you also have your brand messaging Mm. um, which <laughs> is a whole nother area. Um, of what are you talking about? What yes. tone of voice do you use? Do you curse? Do you not curse? Um, are you conversational or are you very like textbook type of language? Yeah. These are all the things that develop the brand. And then for those of your listeners that have a brick and mortar, it's also like when you step into that space, how does it feel? Is it cluttered? Is it organized? Um, Is it warm and inviting? Is it always a little bit cold? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These are the things that kind of determine how people view your brand. And so what makes a strong brand is having all of these things work together to tell a cohesive story.
0: Those are a lot of elements. Like, so really thinking about, I mean, I love that you started with values because that's the thing that I hear. It's like, you are a walking representation of your brand, of your business and how that makes people feel just through their interactions with you. But then there's also like the visual components of that that people see interact with. There's the languaging and messaging that we use of how we actually describe ourselves and our work and our story. And then there's the actual like in-person components. Like the thing that I think about with this is like when I lead retreats, I'm really intentional with the spaces that I choose Um, that they're warm, that they're inviting, even the decor elements, like those are things that I really put a lot of thought and effort into because I know that that those, those tiny things can really shift the way somebody feels of them feeling important, them feeling seen, um, of them, them feeling like cherished of like, I really was thinking of them when I was creating that event, for instance. And i love i mean when we start to think about this from a whole like this is such a huge conversation so i would love for you to share with our audience like how did you enter into this conversation like through your work and through your life
1: oh wow um (laughs) i will try to make a very long story short but i started as a model Mm -hmm. and as a model your brand is basically whatever your client wants it to be Mm. Um, your paid coat hanger or your paid blank canvas if Mm -hmm. it's beauty modeling um, which is the area that I happen to go into. And so, you know, your brand is constantly evolving and changing. If you were to look at, at a picture of me back then, um, no two pictures look like the same human, mm. <laughs> let alone the same brand. Wow. And so stepping into that world, I quickly saw how, um, if you don't own your brand, someone else will. Mm. And I got into doing photography because something that a lot of people don't know is that their the stereotype is true at the time. Um, this was over 10 years ago. I was a teenager, um, way over 10 years ago, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and um, there was nothing but male photographers at the time. And, mm. you know, um, a lot of the models that you're seeing on catalogs, on boxes of hair dye or hair products, um, they're teenagers. And yeah. so there was a lot of sexual harassment happening in that industry. And it so happened to someone that I knew really well and she just said hey I really want you to do this like your photography is great you know you've been learning editing Um, I was a model for lighting classes at a university so I knew how to light people really well just out of me paying attention to what they were teaching while I was modeling and she was like women need you know a safe space to Mm -hmm. go to where they don't have to worry about these things so I said okay if this is what I can do to support you I'll do it And I picked up the camera and kind of just didn't look back. Um, And fast forward now over 10 years later in owning my business, um, along the way, we started doing marketing. We started helping these models get different agencies that could get them out of maybe music videos where they were more sexualized into being more of like the KFC girl who's taking her sister to go get some chicken or Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, the mom at Target, you know, taking her, buying something for her baby. And so it kind of elevated their brand to be more respectable Mm. and also to be more versatile because they weren't looked at only for their body or only for their beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, And just naturally that transitioned into working with bigger businesses where, We were marrying what they were doing, um, in person with their online experience, as well Mm -hmm. as taking their online experience and getting those people offline at in-person events.
0: I love this. And I love that you have experience working in front of the camera and behind it, because I think that that just brings a completely different element. I mean, it's like the whole picture of what it really means to tell a story and how to actually direct that story to be told. So I love that so much. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more about like what goes into telling the story of your brand in a visual way? Because this is one of the things that is really important to me of what's like the imagery, the story that I'm putting out there. Cause sometimes I just feel like there's not this organized plan in place. Like I just, I post things very intuitively (laughs) and not, don't really ever take the time to think like, does this all kind of fit together? Right.
1: Yeah. I think that it's very important to have some clarity around what your verbal content categories are. So what are the things that you talk about? What are your sales items? If you're a business, Mm -hmm. um, if you're a personal brand, what are the types of sponsors you'd want or those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And when you have your verbal content kind of peelers ready to go, um, it's a matter of marrying those with your visual content peelers. Mm -hmm. And so for me, uh, telling the story of your brand visually, I like to start with why, why do you, why are you in social media? Why do you have a website or whatever platform it is that you're on? Because we tell a visual story on each checkpoint that we have, even if it's our business cards.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: why is this thing here? What purpose is it serving? Who do I want to talk to? Um, who do I want to resonate with? And then also one of the things that I find that needs the biggest amount of accountability is your values. Like what are Mm. my values and ethics with this thing?
0: Yes. Um,
1: And that's not just what we believe in, but it's also like what we don't believe in, what we would never, ever do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's important to talk about too. And so when we have those things together and you're going into telling the visual story of your brand, um, you can bring in some of those Visual connection pieces because our eyes connect with a visual message 60,000 times faster than we do with written word. Wow. And so, when you're having a caption about how you love animals, in my case, um, a picture of me with some guys that I photographed for a calendar to raise money for charity for an animal organization that gets them homes and gets them adopted, mm-hmm. um, speaks so much more than the caption because it, especially on Instagram, it's a visual platform. So it reels people in to get them to even do the reading part. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes. But I also think having a strategy is important here. So most people have content categories for their written content. Yes. I find many people don't for their visual content.
0: Okay. So this is exactly, I'm so glad that you bring that up because that's exactly where I am of having an idea of like (laughs) what the things are that I talk about from a content creation perspective. But then when it comes to like visual, that's like, I, I mean, hopefully I have a picture in here that I like that I can post with this. And that's actually the thing that holds me back from sharing a lot more content is actually having to go and find the visual that resonates, right?
1: Yes. And I find that many people get stuck in one place or the other. For a lot of photographers are like, I have all the pictures, but what do Mm, I say?
0: (laughs) I love it.
1: A lot of coaches, um, therapists, consultants, they have, I have all the content. Where's the picture?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And so both
1: of them kind of like hold us up. So when you have like a bank of content written
0: yes. and
1: a bank of content that was photographed and they work together, you can kind of just insert, I hate to say that, but in that way, but you can insert caption here. And most times it will still make sense with something because all of it had a plan. So Ugh, I can go through some content. so dreamy.
0: <laughs> it really does. It really does. Like, like this would streamline the social media process for me so much. Like it really, really would.
1: Yes. So I can go through some basic ideas for your audience.
0: Yes, um, But
1: I also would love to give them some real examples of behind the scenes of what your verbal content will be going coming up. And we can talk about what those pictures would look like.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, Let's do it. Okay.
1: Sweet. Okay. So first I'm just going to rapid fire through the basics in general. Everyone needs behind the scenes photos Mm -hmm. and these behind the scenes photos could be you actually doing the doing. So if you're running a business, There's more than just, say, for example, you're a coach or consultant. There's more than just you on a call with a client. There's also you checking emails, updating your website, recording podcasts, public speaking, you leading your team, you working with the VA, um, organizing things, doing client gifts. Show that people want to feel like they can step inside of what it looks like to run your business because that gives them an indirect feeling of what it feels like to work with you beyond just the actual working with you part. Mm, okay. So smart. Rapid fire. Number two, connection and relationships. This is, these two categories along with number three, I have them as the first three because they're the most skipped ones.
0: <laughs> Ooh, love it. No, I love it.
1: And when you know what they are, you can cycle through them. Um, so that way you're not doing too much of any one area, but connection and relationships. So you with other humans, it could be you with your, if you love yoga, your yoga buddies. If you are like me and you do bodybuilding pictures of me with other bodybuilders um, pictures of me with, if I've done a public speaking engagement, engaging with the audience after the fact and answering their questions in the audience. Mm. Um, because this gives people a feel of what it looks like to interact with me. It humanizes me. Um, so that way it's not always just a picture of me by myself. Like, yes, um, I think connection is really important in showing that you're here to build relationships no matter what you do for a living. is super, super important. So that covers that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people that might be pictures with your family, doesn't necessarily have to be the kids. Some people feel some kind of way about that, mm-hmm. but we need pictures of you with other humans. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> um, step number three, your lifestyle. Ooh, and this is an area that people skip the most, or they will focus on only one piece of it. And so with lifestyle, I'm talking about what do you do in your downtime? Do you love movies? Do you rock climb? Do you yoga, whatever? Show me that Mm -hmm. when possible, show me it with another human. And you got step two and step three together. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Um, but also like, I mean, if you like shopping and style is your thing or heels, like I want to see what they are because it shows that you're a real human. Um, and humans buy from humans. They don't necessarily buy from an entity. So it humanizes you. But I think that the most important thing, um, that can get lost in the lifestyle category is the values and the why I love seeing people marry their lifestyle piece with their values. So if you do volunteer for charities, if you, um, like custom making certain things, talking about why you do that, why it's important to you. Or why this is a value of yours that all of your notes to your clients as a thank you or handwritten, whatever that may be. Content number three category is where you go into that.
0: I feel like these <laughs> are like so obvious once we start talking about them. Like I'm already like writing down ideas. I'm like, okay, like I can, I I just need the direction and the coaching. <laughs> Seriously. I love these. Okay, let's keep going. Yes. I love this.
1: So number four. Though I'm going to go back on number three and say number three sounds exciting, but number three is where people need the most support from either a consultant like myself Mm -hmm. or making their um, coach aware of, Hey, this is one of the things I want to start talking about because things can come up when we start talking about like diversity or Mm -hmm. um, sexual harassment or whatever it may be is the cause Mm -hmm. that you want to support. Yeah. Um, Okay. So number four, which most people get this one though some people play small and don't and some like own your stuff like you're awesome but public relations and press every time you're featured in something um, every time you're a guest on someone else's podcast every time um, your business is uh, voted for something or honored by getting x award Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, every time you get on stage to publicly speak these are things that you'd want to share in this category you don't want to miss that because it makes you look credible
0: I also mm. feel like
1: within that category, you could kind of slide on in there, um, your testimonials, maybe you could make a graphic that okay. shows like a quote or testimonial from a client, um, or a case study before and afters, um, is something that like people who do visual things like makeup or hair could do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This legitimizes your business as like being established and getting results and yes. also, um, elevates you as being an authority. Mm, um, so good. And you're able to talk about whatever values you have or the experience or how awesome it was to find out XYZ on those pictures in the Mm -hmm. captions. Um, And then number five are shareables. So this is one that I recently added in for my clients um, because I find that engagement with Instagram specifically, Mm -hmm. um, this is where that would come in. And maybe even Twitter is at an all time low, like no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. So having something like, funny memes, even if it wasn't your meme that people could share, um, even if they're sharing it privately in the DMS that resonates with your branding is very important. Or what I love is if you could make your own memes in Canva or Photoshop or something like that, where it might be quotes directly from your podcast Mm. of something you or a guest said that people could engage with and share. I think those are awesome. And with shareables, I always say, um, you can play around with it. It doesn't have to be a graphic. Uh, mm-hmm. Erica Corgay, actually um, one of my clients um, who's also been in your podcast as well. She does yes. a really great job of taking audio clips from her podcast and turning that into a shareable meme.
0: Oh yeah. That's great. Audiograms.
1: hmm. Um, so number six, last but not least mm-hmm. is what you sell. And I'm going to say definitely not least because I see some, businesses and personal brands like sell 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 and they're just like punching people in the face with the sales post yeah Mm
0: -hmm. we all know those people
1: yes and it's like oh my gosh you're screaming billboard every picture on your Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever is like selling me something so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna check out like a commercial and change the channel um (laughs) But on the other side, I see people completely skip that. And I mean, if you're a business and you're in social media, you are there to eventually sell something. So you have to make the offer and the ask. Um, It's not safe to assume that your audience knows what it is that you sell based on the other categories that I mentioned. So you have to show them those sellables. Um, What you sell could look visually like you sitting at a table with a client. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a coach, it could visually look like a graphic that talks about a workshop that you're offering and the date and time with maybe your headshot, it could look many different ways. Um, so there's no one way to do this. And I love experimenting there because you'll quickly see, like, does the graphic get more engagement from your audience than maybe the picture of you with the client? Mm -hmm. And as you start to post these more frequently, and I'm gonna say accountability here, um, especially on soulpreneurs, as we call them, um, healers, people mm-hmm. like yourself, Megan, and I, that are really here to do transformational work with our clients. Mm-hmm. We do not do the what you sell post enough. So
0: I, I'm just listening to all six. Okay, so for everyone who's listening, like I have basically been super active on Facebook my like my whole business lifespan, and. Instagram is something that I've really been trying to cultivate more community around. And the thing that is really, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody listening right now, when we get into like the brand teardown <laughs> section of this interview, we're going to go into my Instagram and India's probably going to say, um, so all six of these, we really need to work on these. <laughs> because it's like, once I'm like listing these out and it's such a robust, dynamic, like, um, combination of things that we really want to show on social media, especially like on something that's visual, like Instagram. And this is so incredibly clear, but the thing that I really love about this is like, I can already see, you know, when you and I sit down to actually do the strategy for photo shoots, for instance, you're going to be able to tell me exactly what I need to get. In order to have a beautiful, like, bank of photo- uh, photos to pull from that are gonna serve in all of these different ways. And I love that you have this clarity of, like, all of these six pieces really need to be present. And now let's, because now we have a, a foundation to build on of, like, these are the images that would tell that story, right? Because I can bring yes. the content, but if you can bring the imagery, like, that's the thing that's gonna make all this so great.
1: And here's the beautiful thing when you know exactly, And of course these things would be customized depending on the type of business, they Mm -hmm. may shift a little bit, but when you know exactly what these visual categories are and you have a shot list prepared for you of exactly what images to take, you're able to do like three to four shoots a year and be done like, and you might not have to shoot again for a while unless something in your business shifts or you do a dramatic like body transformation or you shave all your hair off, which sometimes those things happen and you don't look the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, But for the most part, if your business stays offering similar services and the branding stays about the same and your look stays about the same, you don't have to constantly, like I've heard some business owners say they go and shoot like once every other month, but I'm like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> there's no strategy there mm-hmm. um, typically because it, you don't need it that much. An eight hour shoot for most businesses, all in terms of purposes, especially solo businesses where it's a coach,
0: mm-hmm. you could do that
1: twice a year and probably be okay.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's phenomenal. And I think that there's also, you know, like I feel like there's been some stuff in the press lately, definitely like in the past couple of years around um, like famous women wearing outfits more than once and that there's mm-hmm. this subconscious pressure on women to never rewear outfits. So this is creating this whole emotional labor on women to go and find more cute outfits because we have so much time for that while we're changing the world. But the reason I bring this up is because we can reuse photos. Like We don't have to only use one photo once in one way. And I really want to give everyone listening permission to reuse photos, myself permission to reuse photos, and really leverage that investment to work for you and your business.
1: Yes. I am so glad you said that because one of my favorite things is to go through the pictures people already have and show them how they can use them today in a new way that supports their written content or supports Mm. their values or their sellables. You don't always have to create new things.
0: Yes. I love it. Okay. So we have these six pillars. Where do you want to go next?
1: Ooh. So (laughs) where I like to go next is to make people aware that a great starting point is to audit what you have. Okay, I love it. <laughs> because we always think I need to go buy this, I need to go throw some money on that, I need mm-hmm. to get the wardrobe together or the hair mm-hmm. together or the photo shoot together. And mm-hmm. it's like the starting place is to audit what you're already doing and what pictures you already have and how you're already using them to see are you making the most of what you already have? I love it, and it's then- like shopping in our own closet. Yes, shop in your own closet. Mm. And then take some time to go back and clarify after your audit, which auditing probably shouldn't come from you. It should come from a friend or professional like myself, Mm -hmm. um, because we all have
0: our own blind spots. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, I know I do. So detach yourself from what feedback you get from that audit.
1: (laughs) Take it as information. And then Uh step two, clarify. Okay. So really take some time to journal about or have a conversation with someone about that you can go back and maybe replay if it's recorded Mm -hmm. of what it is that your goals are, your values are, your sellables, why you're doing what you do, who you want to do it for, um, and how you want to show up. Like, What would you like people to say if they could use just one sentence to describe how they felt when they met you or how they felt after working with you?
0: Um, because
1: that has to come from you. That should not come from outside of you. And when you can compare those two things, you can then build a strategy of how to align them together of what people currently think based on the audit versus what lies within
0: you. Yes. I love three is going to be the strategy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Lay it on me. Yes. And then step four,
1: I like to say is to start today because we can get caught in information and auditing and evaluating our values, but we don't actually take any steps to make changes. Sometimes one post, one Instagram story can
0: completely change how your audience sees you. Mm, So good. Okay. I love that because I'm all about taking imperfect action and just start doing it. That's how you are going to learn the most. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. So we've gone through this whole process. And one question before we get into my current brand, when you're getting ready to go through a rebrand, like I am, Mm -hmm. what, are there any specific questions that we want to make sure we ask ourselves uh, before we start moving in that direction?
1: Um, Why are you rebranding? Mm-hmm. I think that many times we know that we're rebranding and why, but I think it's very important to document that in a way that you could share with the team that will be helping you with the rebrand. Yeah. It will shape every decision they make from your colors to the photos, to whatever they have to truly understand your why and your values and, and who you want to reach.
0: Yes. Okay. I I know that seems like a
1: simple question, but it's a very important one.
0: (laughs) Well, and I, and I love the simplicity of it, honestly, because I think sometimes we overlook that right of simply like, why is this important to you? Because I think when you start digging into that question, you really start to understand on a deeper level, like the impact that you're trying to create through your business, the way that you want your people to feel when they come across your business. Uh, There's so many pieces that go into that just from asking that simple question. So I I think that that is a powerful way to start for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, And then I would say if there were any other questions to ask, it would definitely be a little bit more around that as to like what wasn't working in your previous brand. Mm. And you may know that you may know why it didn't feel aligned, but sometimes just writing that out or typing it out allows you to then share that with the team that is helping you. Um, because then that can show them what wasn't working and give them an idea of exactly the opposite of what you want so that they won't touch anything like that.
0: (laughs) I think that that's actually one of the questions I need to ask myself because I've never, I've never gone back and really looked at it from an outside perspective of like what's working and what's not. And I think that that is going to give you a lot of clarity on the things that you do want to shift or pivot moving forward. So Mm
1: -hmm. again,
0: another really powerful question. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And um, if I had to say one more, I'd be, what are you most excited about with the rebrand? Because rebranding can be a lot of work, especially if you're changing the name of your business as well. Um, We've been in the middle of that. And I mean, when you change the name, you have to change the website, the emails, the calendar, everything changes. Yes. Um, So it can be a bit of a process. (laughs) Yes. And um, if you're taking it slow, like we are, it doesn't happen overnight. So I think for you to know what you're most excited about um, keeps the process exciting. It keeps it feeling like there's forward momentum, keeps it feeling good. Even on the days where it's like a lot of things need to be done that are not part of your normal work duties. Um, But then also being able to share that with the team allows them to know what things
0: to start with.
1: um, Yes. Because they're the
0: most exciting things for you. I love that. And I think, you know, as I look back over I mean, I've made so many, I think, branding pivots, like even just in my color palette over the past five years, I think that I've started to fold it in very gradually. Like do, you know, like one color might become deeper and deeper and deeper over time and another one might become lighter and lighter and lighter. So kind of the brand just gradually evolves versus making that subtle shift. And I think that that's worked, I mean, fairly well for me because it's given me some transition point where it's not like this stark, before and after shot, which I think could be cool too. I mean, and I have no idea how this next rebrand is going to go. Like if it might be just all of a sudden brand new, everything. Um, I don't have clarity around that, but I love just starting to think about the visuals and like, I can see, I can see it in my mind and it's really just helping like having somebody help me bring that to life. But I'm really excited to dive in. Like even just thinking about the color palette, that's one of the things that we talked about on our one-on-one call is So one of my next questions for you is, (laughs) you know, when you're doing a brand audit, like what are the obvious ways someone's brand is disjointed? And one of the first things that you said is like, your color palette doesn't really, you know, it's not, I'm not really getting you out of it which was such a powerful reflection for me because i'm um one of the things that i have been owning recently is i'm a triple fire sign so i'm a leo leo moon and aries rising so i have a lot of get up and go energy um i have a lot of warmth and you're absolutely right like i don't think that comes through in my color palette at all i think it's a little bit more on the cooler side versus the warmer side
1: yes Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh i remember looking back at your instagram feed and the selfie that you took out of mm-hmm. all the pictures you have a selfie stood mm-hmm. out to me the most <laughs> because your skin was just glowing your eyes were bright and it had this warmer tone to it and i said mm-hmm. that's the one to model every other picture that you take from
0: <laughs> yes and i have i have been doing that like moving forward and it's been kind of fun to play with it of like of why even I was leaning towards the cooler side. Okay, so here's the cool thing, everyone who's listening. So because I'm so strong on my fire, there have been stories throughout my life to kind of like, don't be so fiery, right? And so I think I've tried to balance that out visually by leaning more towards the cooler palette. Is that not so interesting?
1: Very interesting, especially because when you started looking for a brand to work with, we yeah. were in the middle of rebranding ourselves to the name Flaunt Your Fire.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I was like just cosmically attracted to that.
1: <laughs> I think it's also important for the listeners to note that um, where we started was not, you have to do some huge expensive shoot. It was right. like, hey, you're already taking really great pictures with your phone. Like let's just, shift the um, slider from warm to cool tones, mm-hmm. whether it's in Photoshop or Lightroom or on Instagram directly so that they look more cohesive. Yes. Because there's small little tweaks like that can make your feed look cohesive even when it's DIY.
0: Yes. I love that. And I, actually, I really appreciated you saying that I took great photos. <laughs> Cause I have like this secret dream. Like I'm going to go and learn how to work one of those fancy cameras so I can take good photos, <laughs> but that's like a fancy camera. Doesn't make you a good photographer, right? No. Just like having like the best cookware is not going to make you the best chef. <laughs> so exactly. I have, it's the like, vision. Yes. But ever since you've said that, I've really started to trust myself more to like actually spend some more time, like learning what makes like when I do take a good picture of like, how did I do that? So I can go and recreate that for myself because I think that all of us have the ability to create visuals for our business. Like we don't all need to have like these, these fancy professional photo shoots, like professional photos are amazing, but they're not necessary to necessarily tell your story.
1: No, I think that there are times where that comes into play. For example, if you're doing a public speaking engagement, you can't like take your own pictures for that. Right. Right. Or if you're having a large event, um if you're having a workshop, you know, these are things where you do want to bring someone else in so they can capture what it looks like to work with you. What totally. it looks like to have you speak to my audience. Yeah. But for the everyday like hobby and lifestyle category went through of like I do bodybuilding or I do yoga, Mm -hmm. that's probably not the best place to invest your dollars first in professional photography. Those are things that you can probably do yourself, especially if you haven't already invested in behind the scenes of your business or invested into um, your public relations and press imagery Mm -hmm. or what it looks like to work with you photos. Like I I definitely would not start there.
0: Okay. Such good advice. So when we go into my brand, um, let's kind of talk about a little bit of this new direction that I'm going and some of the things that you see of like how I can make some shifts in my branding right now to start leading into that direction. Does that sound okay?
1: That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So Um,
0: where do you want to start?
1: Ew. I kind of want to start with your website and I know that that probably wasn't on your radar.
0: Probably not. <laughs> which, which one are you going to? Are you going to meganhale.co?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me Because um, Megan- halecom
0: is a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Let me go ahead and pull that out. For the listeners, this was totally not scripted. I know. <laughs> I'm literally pulling it up on the computer now. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yes. Okay. So, I know that we were talking about some color shifts that are yes. a little bit more warm and more inviting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I like to ask the clients, what do you think of what you currently see and does it feel aligned? Because only you can decide how good you feel with what's here.
0: I mean, I, I think the pink in my brand right now is a little bit too cool for where I want to be. And I do like the dark green and like the wild and holy logo Mm -hmm. that draws me in, but everything else is kind of, I think really soft and feminine. And I think that I have those qualities of me, but there's also something that's really bold and powerful too. And I don't think that that necessarily comes across through my branding right now.
1: I'm so glad you said that because I completely agree. I see a lot of pastels um, and colors that have been watered down with white Mm -hmm. um, and softened in that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not seeing anything that kind of stands on its own and is a true color that doesn't have any white added to it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when i think of you i think of someone who is incredibly warm incredibly inviting Mm -hmm. so there is you know adding a little bit of the yellow or the orange to some colors Mm -hmm. um, to warm them back up but also (sighs) there's something about you that is soft but also very like punchy and bold and you're going to say what you think Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) And yes. I feel like that second piece is missing.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So I'm, I'll be really curious to see how all of this kind of shifts um, the more I start to like embody this new uh, body of work that I'm creating because it definitely has a different feel to it for sure. Okay. It's like we're about that- to change the world. That's, that's the imagery I need.
1: <laughs> yes. I also – okay, so speaking of imagery – For those of you listening, it may be changed by the time you see it. But Megan has a speaking page Mm. for corporations and then one for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I don't see you on a stage speaking.
0: (laughs) I know. I haven't added those pictures yet. I'm getting in trouble right now, live Yes, on the podcast. (laughs) Because you guys, um, when you work with India, she sends you a whole list of Uh, to-dos, like tweaks and shifts to make that will really elevate your brand. And on that list, which I'm not looking at right now, um, but was to add a, either a picture or a video of me speaking on stage to my speaking page, which I have. And I just haven't added that on there for whatever reason.
1: And the reason why, for those of you listening that we're doing that, I see a lot of people make this mistake is that they will put a headshot on their speaking page, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't help me as a potential person making a buying decision to have you come speak to my audience. Um, Visualize what does it feel like to have you speak to my people? Yeah. Um, Because it's just you on a studio background.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's so important.
1: And so for those of you that have not actually gotten on a stage and spoke just yet, but you want to dive into that, I think a great way to work your way around that as well is to be able to maybe add an image of you standing up and engaging with someone because that's exactly um, what someone who books you for a speaking engagement want you to do with the audience after your presentation's over. Um, I've heard stories of like people who do speaking engagements and they're like, I'm done, I'm out. (laughs) And like, it's like, no, that is someone's like worst nightmare is that you get on the stage, you speak and you're like, drop the mic and roll out.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) They want you to keep in
1: touch with their people.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um,
1: And then, yeah, I just think that kind of warming these colors up again and will give you like more of that earthy feel that I know that you have. And it like exudes from how you speak and how you show up on camera. Uh, I'm sure we haven't been in the same room yet, but how you would feel in a room.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely.
1: So what are your thoughts? What do you like to dive into next?
0: Well, I think that it's just so important for everybody who's listening, who might be questioning, you know, what story is my brand telling? It's like, even just like one of the um, resources you sent me was just starting to look at some color palettes that I really resonate with. And Mm -hmm. you're just such a wealth of resources for people who are really starting to get more intentional with the story they're creating and the emotions that they are, want to elicit just through their visual brands. And I mean, I think even just these six, pillars that we went over today is, is already so helpful to really help people elevate into that next level. Right. And I think having some strategy is really one of those components that starts to create systems in your business that allows it to run more efficiently. So social media can be something that it's serving a bigger purpose and it's creating impact for you. And that's, you know, where my business is going is really starting to make that transition of not being so much a personal brand and really starting to go into more of um, community focus, more of a company feel. So you'll probably notice over the next few months, especially the next year, that the imagery is going to start to change. Instead of it focusing so much like on me and my life, which will still be a part of it because I'm the CEO of this company, there's also gonna be more stories of the clients that I'm working with, the shifts that they're creating, the causes that they care about and what we are currently doing um, together, like what we're co-creating as a community because that's the bigger story that I wanna tell So that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on India to really kind of help set the stage of how do I start to make that pivot? Because I've always just kind of pivoted from a place of like, this feels good. And I go, and I think it's worked. Uh, I think it's worked actually really well. But for where I'm going next, I really wanted to bring more intention into that process, which is why I just appreciate your wisdom so much.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that you've already started to make the shifts. Like I noticed that once we had talked together, you have way more images on your Instagram alone of you with other humans.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I hang out with people, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but like we don't
1: think about it. And so we're not careful. Our Instagram becomes like literally just pictures of us by ourselves all the time. Yes. Yes. and I also noticed that like you did an interview with um another podcaster and you have an image of her with the logo for the podcast on there. Mm-hmm. So that's important too. Um yes. and I love that there's an image of you on a stage
0: talking. I know. Those are brand new. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll probably have more images come through um, from that event and then I'm speaking at another event in May back up in British Columbia. So I think that where I would like to wrap up today, India, is mm-hmm. I know like one of the things that I just loved about working with you is that you had such an easy yes for us to just do a single consult call where then we could go deeper. So could you tell everybody about what that call is and who it's for?
1: Yes, of course. We offer consulting calls, um, and it's one-on-one, just me and you. I typically do them through Zoom um, because I find that I'm able to share my screen with you if I'm looking at something. Um, I also get to dive into your images that you already have before the call, so that way we're not using the call time to do that. Um, And that way I know, like, what can we make work and shift before we start looking at investing in more photos or you creating more photos. Cause I'm a firm believer that we always have more content than we think we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's really for anyone who is looking to get to the next place in their marketing. Um, we do Instagram audit. We can do a website audit. We can touch on a couple of different places. Um, lately I've been going into email marketing audits with people because they don't necessarily think about the fact that they could put pictures in there as well, Mm
0: -hmm. or link people back
1: to blog posts or an Instagram post from their email marketing.
0: Yes. No, that's so good. I love it. And I, and for everyone who's listening, I've just found so much value from that call alone and just the to-do list afterwards of like, these are the things that you will want to do in order to start moving into this direction. Even just having that guidance and outside perspective is so helpful. So if you guys are currently wanting to strengthen your brand, you're getting ready to go through a rebrand, you wanna be really intentional about it, please go and hire India for this uh, one-on-one call. It's such a great stepping stone and she's going to give you so much perspective and action steps to start moving in a direction that where your brand can really truly align with the vision and the message that you are trying to create. So India, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm really excited
1: for your audience to see what's next in your brand. Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs) I know me too. And I'm so glad that you are a part of behind the scenes and everybody until next time here is to the courage to show up, braver, whole heart, full self, all in. We got this.